maybe uh maybe to express my point better i'll uh bring in my close friend lin-manuel miranda yo what's up ezra i'm back in the i'm back in the lab and i eat a lot of crab and i got super lab and da, 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 da. My name's Lima Reda, and I'm here to say it's fun to rap in a super rich way. Diversity's cool, and I got a lot of money because I went to school at a very cool place called uh, Wesleyan. My name's Wesleyan, Wesley Snipe, the presidency. Uh, I, I smoke a lot of trees. Just kidding, I'm a parent, and it's a parent. <laughs> we should start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Come over and talk about it. Welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. And uh, Ezra's back! Yeah! Yeah, I forgot like you were that I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> you were technically gone for two episodes. Uh, hey, how's it feel to be gone for so long and back? Um... It feels, I don't know. That's I just guess. the way you make me feel. You know, that song was, Janelle Monet wrote that song based on how you feel after returning to the show after two episodes of not being on the show. Yep. Like She saw Into the Future and wrote it specifically for this occasion. Right, right. So anyways, uh, <laughs> like, uh, let's... Uh, so today we're going to be talking. Let's to, uh, introduce our guest. Do you know uh, them? You from... might know him as the creator of Hamilton and In the Heights. It's Lin Manuel Miranda. Yay, guys! I'm back. I'm back, back to Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. Kneel down before the king of Broadway. I got a lot of broads in my way. Just kidding. I love my wife. <laughs> my life's full of strife. Okay, bye. He's gone. You really oh, get, no. <laughs> like, you really get his, um, like, general tone <laughs> down pretty well. Like, even though it's not, like, a passable impression and, like, I would know that it was you. No, it's that like, was him. That was him. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you really get, like, his intonation down, like, really well. Like, just this, uh, <laughs> the... What am I? What is the word that I am thinking of for like the way know. that uh, <laughs> like words? Oh, you put it's the timbre. I guess you. I mean, sure, but you like put the emphasis like on the right words and stuff like that. Because or yeah. inflection. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you really get his go. inflection hey. down. I did it, everybody. <laughs> we can all go home yeah, now. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, we love you, Lynn. Come reoccur on our show. Like, <laughs> be, be our third co-host. That's his, that's his, like, next thing he's going to do after, like, Hamilton. Everybody <laughs> asks him what's next, and he just says, I'm going to be on this podcast. I, 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 even though, like, there's a lot of, con- even though, once again, there's a lot of, like, valid criticism, I still love his stuff. I still really, really admire him and whatever. But anyways, who cares? Eh. Uh, I think that there could be valid criticisms <laughs> for him as a person, too, based on stuff that I've read in the past few days. But, eh, this show isn't about him. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tune in for him appearing next week. Um, so uh, today <laughs> When we cancel about... him, officially, once and for all. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Nina Simone's Nina Simone sings the blues. I feel like you don't have to say Nina Simone's Nina Simone sings the blues. It's really repetitive. Nina Simone sings the blues by Nina Simone. The artist. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're talking about Nina Simone sings the blues, and by Nina uh, Simone in this. Re- yeah, and in this record, she sings the blues. 
Nina Simone does. Uh, So thank you for specifying. I was okay. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Really, I'm really glad. Uh, So let's talk about Nina Simone. Like, what are your what What made you want to talk about Nina Simone this week? Uh, yeah. So because we we this is a this is an Ezra's choice. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, we're pro choice on this pod. Yeah, Yeah. we are. Um. That's not even a joke. That's just the fucking more, truth, man. In more ways than one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not joking. Like, um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I really like Nina Simone. I have just kind of like I feel like you can't live as long as I have lived as an old old man um, without having like with old man sorrow. <laughs> Without having heard uh, Nina Simone's music in some form or another, like, uh, she, her influence is everywhere, for one thing. Like, even if you haven't heard one of her songs, you will have heard somebody covering one of her songs or somebody, like, uh, who has her as an influence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, like, I think most people probably have heard... uh, like her music as well, um, like just at some time in their lives through like osmosis or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so from that, I kind of became like acquainted with her on like a surface level um, and have just had like times where I specifically get in the mood for like soul music and stuff. And so I will just. Uh, like put like her Spotify on shuffle and from that like I've heard a lot of her music but I haven't like really sought out like an album to listen to by her um and Mm -hmm. yeah so I've been wanting to do that for a while I guess uh hence the name of the show and uh just decided that this would kind of be a good opportunity to dive in because i actually don't think that i've heard any of the stuff from uh this record before preparing for the podcast like uh yeah i think that these like they feel like deeper cuts but it also they're not because this is the most widely acclaimed album of hers too um like yeah if if you ask anybody uh, how do I get into Nina Simone? Like, what record do I listen to first? Um, if they are more acquainted with her, they will likely suggest Nina Simone sings the blues. Because uh, I guess it's just hmm. an essential album of hers. Um, but yeah, I was. it took me a while to figure out that I wanted to talk about this album specifically, just because, uh, like, she has so many good ones, and there are so many, like... Uh, recommendations um, for like her other ones as well and then it's also the fact that she uh, explores like so many different genres so I wasn't sure if I wanted to um, like specifically listen and talk about an album where she uh, is just more focused on one genre Um, but uh, because it is the like quintessential Nina Simone record. I went ahead and decided on this. And like, what, like, I guess, like, uh, how much, like, uh, familiarity did you have with her? Like, what level of you said, like, you just like played, you would like listen to certain songs and stuff. Like, what, what level of familiarity do you have with some of her, like, other music? So, like, like I said, I'll just occasionally get like really in the mood for it. So I've listened to. A lot of her stuff, but I couldn't tell you which songs were which because I didn't really, like, mm. sit down and listen with intention, like, uh, specifically, like, picking out certain songs of hers to listen to. Like, I... Just, like, if you put an so artist... So it's kind of like more of a... Yeah, if you put an artist on shuffle and stuff and then, like, just leave it in the background while you're doing stuff, then, like, mm, they kind okay. of blend together a little bit more and you don't really got know. It, got so it, it's got like it. that type of thing. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Cool. Um, with me, I knew um, she, her songs are featured on, uh, you know, a lot, lot of TV shows. Um, Bojack Horseman is a great drop in there. 
uh stars at the end of season three like that like gets me like very close to tears uh, also atlanta the season two finale of atlanta there's a great great nina simone drop um it's fantastic um I, the other main one is like i knew she was like sampled on a lot of kanye records like kanye is greatly influenced by her and um kind of like she, he in a way he kind of keeps it her music alive through like homages and um you know samples like uh blood on the leaves she he samples uh you know strange fruits and famous he samples a different song um like it's it, i think like um but that's really like all i like though that's like my main also like uh some dude saying one of her songs at a talent show and it was fine um so <laughs> um and uh yeah i was like just really prepared for like a very um sad deep record like i i kind of like was expecting a lot of like poetry expecting a lot of like uh uh you know melon melancholy and like deep heavy civil like civil rights stuff but also like deep heavy like emotional shoot like expecting the record to like wade into deep emotional uh territory um but like yeah this seems to be more just like um i kind of view this more as like this particular record nina simone sings the blues as kind of uh kind of like a con like a concert set list or like a a review or a showcase or something where she would like some there's some of her own songs but some like you know standards and also like songs written by other people um for her um so i don't know like what were you expecting with this record like this particular one i was expecting nina simone to sing the blues and uh, i really feel mm. like uh, she delivered on that element so okay let's um, let's 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 walk through the title so here we go <laughs> nina checks out simone that's her last name yeah sings well she does do a lot of singing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the he blues <laughs> yeah so i think it, it checks out like i fact we fact checked it um yeah. so yeah. we have had our uh expert fact checkers run through and they <laughs> have determined that uh it checks out um that was actually their yeah, official we're, we're the opposite of rating was it checks out <laughs> um that's what my um librarian said said to me at one point like when i checked out a book that was she a said it checks time. out um, what <laughs> you've just you've g done better puns on this podcast and that one was kind of weak well i i made i made a good pun seven days ago and that was a weak pun so <laughs> you can do the rest of this podcast alone, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so Lobolo. Um, yeah. Uh... Anyway, uh, so from this album, um, I kind of like from doing my research a little bit and like agonizing over the decision of which album to choose. And when I say agonize, when I say agonizing, I'm not being hyperbolic. I actually do agonize over like every decision so uh this was much like those um and like because i didn't want to pick one that uh like doesn't represent her well and talk about it for an hour and a half mm -hmm. um because she's an artist that uh i really enjoy um and yeah but like from doing that research and uh looking into her a little bit more i kind of was expecting um it to be like where the songs don't necessarily have a lot to do with each other and where it is more like a concert set list because she does seem or she like in a lot of her albums she uh did seem a little bit more focused on like alive things like probably like half of her albums and don't fact check me because I don't know uh if that is actually um the case but probably like half of her albums are live albums and so like I think mm. that that just tends to be the way that she thinks about things a little bit more in writing and uh yeah. in collaborating with people um she just kind of does yeah. what she wants like I want to talk about this right now <laughs> I, yeah, like, so, like, she was, like, a, um, 
when she was like, you know, starting out, she was like a classical pianist and she would like perform in front of people. And then, um, so like, it seems like her, um, <clears throat> she's a writer, she's a poet, but like, it seems like her primary, you know, uh, profession is as a performer. Like that seems to be like kind of the, the primary thing she does like really well. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, and her like, uh, there are like endless like, uh, articles and write ups and shit like praising like her ability to uh, like perform. And that's like, I, I don't want to say that's her strength because that makes it seem like uh, she's weaker in her uh, like studio recordings or like that that is her sole strength because she is like so good at so many things um and yeah that's just happens to be one that she uh leans on a lot is like her performing ability and uh she is rightfully like widely praised for that too hmm. uh yeah so let's just like <clears throat> i don't know i guess let's um what do you think we should do do you think we should just like talk more about nina simone in the macro sense, or do you want to just, like, get into, like, themes? What are you, what are you thinking? I think we should take a break. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, da, 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 da. And we're back! Here talking about Nina Simone's, Nina Simone Sings the Blues. Where, an album where Nina Simone sings the blues. Yeah, by Nina Simone. Uh, <laughs> just to rehash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, just in case it, like, changed in between, like, uh, the, like the, the time, you, the, in between the commercial. Uh, so let's get, into, um, let's get into themes a little bit. What were you picking up with regard, in regards to themes? So uh, thematically, it seems that uh, she sang the blues a lot. <laughs> Um, Nina Simone? But, <laughs> yeah. This is Nina the worst Simone joke. It's not funny. Like. I know. <laughs> it's really not, and we keep repeating it, and now I feel like we have to repeat it the entire episode, and it really sucks that but we it, you know, it's just, it's this. just, but yeah, it is important to know that Nina Simone sings the blues. Sings the blues. Not yeah. in the past sense. But anyway, um. <laughs> that was so, disrespectful of me. To say she sang the blues, because she, she sings the blues. She still sings today in the afterlife, mm -hmm. one can only assume. That's right. Um, she does get into, like, a little bit of um, civil rights stuff, um, particularly yeah. with, uh, what is that one called? Backlash Blues. Backlash Blues, that's right. Um, yeah, so she does, like, get into that a little bit there, but... Uh, for the most part, um, she seems to be talking about th things on, like, a lot, uh, instead of, like, on a macro scale, like, things that are um, personal, I guess. Not that that's not personal. I don't know what I'm trying no. to say. Uh, but she talks a lot about, like, uh, kind of more, like, romance-related stuff, like, the bad and the good of it. Um, mm -hmm. It Like, like you pointed out, a lot of the songs on this don't really tie together as much. They, uh, like, it does seem to be more of, like, a review. And uh, so she, uh, like, kind of talks about a different thing in every song. It's pretty well-rounded, I think. Uh, regarding civil rights, uh, so this is, like, over time, like, she was, like, she got more and more into it after, like, the Birmingham bombing, you know, and uh, she she wrote the song called Mississippi Goddamn. And uh, there's like this story about like um, how she was like so angry singing Mississippi Goddamn that like her vo she kind of like broke her voice and it never reached the same octave ever again. But that's not really a big part of this particular record. It is just that one song. Uh, yeah, it was like written by Langston Hughes. Like he, he like wrote it for her, which is like really cool of just like how something that's really inspiring about this is like how collaborative the civil rights movement was, even though there are a lot of different people with like different like strategies and different like, you know, viewpoints and stuff like that. She kind of like, um, she didn't care for like MLK's like nonviolent strategy. He was very, she went up to him and said like, I'm not nonviolent. Uh, she said that to him and he was like fine with that. But 
the main thing I'm really well, and that's the thing about MLK that I feel like a lot of people uh, don't really like. They just selectively forget um, is that like he uh, didn't like disparage uh, like violent protesting either. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. that wasn't specifically, like, what he partook in, but he, like, still supported, um, like, protesters who, uh, like, did protest in those ways and stuff. And he still, like, he never once said anything against violent protesting, but uh, he, like, did talk about how um, being... Like, this is 100% paraphrasing right now, but uh, he did talk about how basically being, like, a uh, centrist liberal who, like, fucking does nothing and uh, <laughs> just sits around on their ass and lets shit happen. Like, he did talk about how that's not great. No, um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> But, Wait, I'm looking at the quote and it's like verbatim. You got it. You got it exactly right. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a little fuzzy, but like that one just sticks in my head. <laughs> no, either. no, that was it. That was it. That was like, <laughs> yeah, like, um, but yeah, like, like uh, but yeah, he admonished like a, that type yeah. of shit. But when it came to like the violent protesting, like he uh, was perfectly fine with that, even if he didn't partake in that himself. And he still, like, lifted up the, like, civil rights leaders who did do that and, like, didn't say, like, oh, well, like, if you're mean to them, then, like, how can you expect racism to be solved? Like, yeah. they're just gonna be mean back to you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just feels worth noting, like, because of uh, how fucked like a lot of the rhetoric is today about like um how like you have to coddle your oppressors or like how can you expect any of this mm -hmm. stuff to ever stop so yeah but like this record really isn't about that really like it there, there's that one song but like it's not really like a civil i wouldn't describe this necessarily as a civil rights record really um yeah it like it's mainly that one song um but like <clears throat> I would like, and maybe the timeline is a little off on this because I don't know where it is in relation to it, but I would say this is like kind of like the ups and downs of like her marriage with uh, Andrew Shroud, who's like this really, um, so he was a former cop who uh, was, you know, quit the force to become like her manager. And ha have you seen the uh, Nina Simone documentary? I have not. I didn't know there was one. Oh, that's. It's really good. I, I would totally recommend it. Um, but like, so her husband, um, you know, was her manager and uh, he was, um, you know, very loving and very like, um, you know, good to her at the starts, but over time became abusive and, you know, manipulative and controlling and like, like didn't want her to like speak on civil rights at all. Like wanted to like, you know, keep that down and just like, you know, abused her and um beat her and like was like really and the other notable thing about uh, another notable thing about um nina simone was that she was bipolar you know she um so i kind of see this too as like the the ups and downs of the relationship but also like not all these songs are necessarily written by her but i see the ordering of the songs as kind of like the ups and downs of just like the relationship and the ups and downs of like you know her mind kind of a little bit too. She was really in a lot of pain, like this whole, like this entire, her whole life really. Yeah. It's so present in her music too. She is very uh, good at like communicating feelings of like grief and loss and um, like just the uh, deep like depression that she felt throughout her life and it's, like, through her music, she really, like, enables people to, like, put themselves in her place and, like, walk in her shoes a little bit. Like, she's very good at, like, uh, evoking emotion. I don't know. That's mm -hmm. present a lot on this uh, album, too. I see it as just, like, like once again, just the back and forth of just, like, Day and Night's kind of like a twit, like a, it starts off as, like, a really sweet love song, but then it gets, like, darker, progressively darker and, like, kind of 
we see the kind of the inside of her like mind or just like how dependent she is on him and then in the dark is like very like about intimacy and stuff like that and then real real is about like how love makes her feel free and then my man's gone now is how he's not emotionally present or there and it's just like up and down and like all over the place um and it's just she really she really deserves better like this is this is like this is really like a, it's really awful yeah like she did the best with she did the best with what she was handed and made like beautiful art out of it but she never should have been in those situations in the first place that she was uh yeah. writing about and all of that because things are so like things are awful for like black women now you know they, things are so bad for like things are really bad and dire for black women now but like to imagine what's like back then is a whole nother level and in the documentary they also reveal like her daughter uh lisa who's like a singer and like songwriter and actor in her own right she talks about how like nina simone would like beat her and like you know so like that she was like abused and then she carried on that legacy of abuse to her daughter and again like no one like it's that's not okay in any way but like she tried to channel her frustrations into civil rights and she said in like a later interview that like like what progress has been made in civil rights and she says there are no civil rights and like so she must have felt like so much frustration and like so much um and 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 like piled on with her like you know bipolar like that must have been like really i i just like that's just something to like reckon with i guess it's i again i don't have an answer or a real thing (laughs) yeah so yeah no it it is like an important thing to just note even if you don't have like a greater point or an answer to make about it just that like uh that's really fucked (laughs) And it's, um, like, it's, she really was dealt, like, a really shitty hand in life, and, um, that doesn't, like, excuse or, like, make it okay that she was also abusive, but, uh, Mm -hmm. like, I can only imagine, like, how frustrated she was, um, but especially with, like, what you were saying, like, feeling like she like made this like she built her entire life around uh like um furthering civil rights and all of that and uh then just to see that like it's things are still shit now and that Mm -hmm. even though there were advancements made like there's uh not nearly enough and especially to see people acting like oh racism's over like because segregation is gone (laughs) like and -hmm. even then like to see people saying that like segregation is gone because it kind of isn't in a lot of ways (laughs) and like i don't know it's really shitty Let's, uh, I guess, like, I, it seems like a little more of a organic transition to go into lowlights then. I would just like, what what, were you, what do you feel were some lowlights of this record? I don't really know. Like, in general, it uh, felt like, like, it took me a little bit to get into it. Um, just because, like, I think I was expecting something different. I can't, like, put my finger on, like, what exactly I was expecting. Like, I think it might be, like, in content because she, uh, like, does have so much music, like, talking about civil rights and, like, talking about things, um, like, because so many people, like, sing about relationships and stuff, and I didn't really quite expect it to be that, so it was a little bit uh, jarring jumping into it. And so I think that was just an issue of my own expectations, though. Like, that's not Mm. necessarily a low light. It just... Uh, it took me a few songs, and then once it got to, uh, like, My Man's Gone Now, that's, like, really when I started to get into it a little bit more and kind of give it more of a chance. And then listening back the second time around, like, like I didn't really um, hear so many of the lowlights. But still, like, by the end of it, like, it feels like she did so 
perfect for the and again this is more of an expectation thing than anything but it feels like she did she made such a mm-hmm. perfect album for the genre but like when compared with her other stuff that she's done like it feels like it doesn't like live up to um the standard that she sets by her other albums yeah i felt like like that's that was interesting that you said this was like the standard nina simone record where i felt like this was kind of like different from what i was expecting i was just like yeah i I, I was expecting like i agree like it it doesn't um really like i thought that it was weird that it was a standard too because like it does seem a little bit further outside of like what she usually does and like what she uh is known for like i think it's very Mm. clearly a classic and in like the greater world of music like it is such a good record but it just it again just doesn't really feel like it lives up to the standard that she set in her own career yeah this like um like when i think of nina simone i don't think like harmonica like that's her thing you know yeah (laughs) yeah, it's like um it it just it feels like um with like you know for example like kanye west of just like how you know he's he'll feel very inspired on like by a certain genre and like be like okay i'm gonna do an r&b record or like I'm going to do a gospel record. It feels like a, like, diversion from, like, what she usually does and stuff. And, but, uh, which is, like, that doesn't mean it's not a classic. It doesn't mean it's not, not important to her discography. It just feels like more of a, like, I, somewhat of a, I want to try this. I want to, I want to see if I could do blues. Yeah, you know? it's, like, um, deviating from her typical style instead of, like, the quintessential, like, Nina Simone record. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure why it gets that, rep- like, that reputation. Yeah, her roots are like her roots are like rooted in classical piano and like rooted in all that stuff and like there there's the piano playing in this record is phenomenal, I think. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, I can still hear like where like even if you took her voice out of it, like I can still hear where it's like one of her albums, but uh mm. yeah, it definitely um doesn't really feel like it feels again just like it deviates a little bit more than uh like fitting into the rest of her discography i i first like uh i guess this is like a highlight though like we we can kind of just like do whatever we want <laughs> like um but like it's um but I, I i love her voice i i think like her voice is so like uh unique and uh so like soulful and real and raw like all the time and like it's yeah. like even though the instrumentals are so incredible like her voice is the you're right that you could take away the the, the her voice her vocals and like go like oh it's kind of reminds me of like nina simone stuff but like but uh but her voice cuts through everything yeah, yeah. cutting through everything like that uh is exactly how i described it in my notes like she uh mm. creates such and like i think that that's what uh stood out to me about um my man's gone now uh especially like because i feel mm-hmm. like she does it really well on that song um but she creates such this like beautiful and like somber um, atmosphere and then like her voice just like cuts right through and it uh, just like really makes it and like unifies like everything around her like um, her voice is so distinct you would instantly know like that's Nina Simone and yeah it's just beautiful and like like if it's the perfect voice to match like really really well composed music that she puts in these yeah. as well it's uh like uh it's like when you're watching Chappie and you like point at the screen and go like that's Chappie like uh it's the same thing with like Nina Simone when she sings exactly <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Nina Simone yeah <laughs> oh I hear she's singing the just blues like, just like you know like poking your girlfriend or whatever uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's dan lee just like whenever he shows up in like a in a movie um i uh i guess a low light though like it's i, I don't feel have, like part like, of the humor though sh- is that it's like the movie's called Chappie. he's on the cover <laughs> of the thing know. you know which character is Chappie. like the stan lee thing people <laughs> actually do that <laughs> Yeah, I, I know, but, like, that's annoying, too. Like, um, It is. Uh, uh, 
I, I don't have like a song that's like, I hate this. This sucks. Um, but like, um, it's more just like, it, like you said, expectations are just like, um, this is what I, what I was expecting or quite frankly, wanting necessarily from a Nina record. Like, especially cause we're going to like, we're only going to do one right now. So yeah, like the, uh, in not really holding together as much as a record. Um, but also like, um, that the, even though this record is like 37 minutes long, it's very short. It's a very brief record. If like the, when, when a song is like four minutes, it feels like an eternity on a Nina record. Um, it feels very long. Like, um, I just, and just like after, um, what's it called? After, since I fell for you, I just kind of stopped engaging with it as much. Like, cause I was kind of like, okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I think that know, that could have been a stopping point for it. Um, yeah. I do like her, uh, version of the house of the rising sun a lot, mm. but like, it does kind of like pull you out of the, um, like atmosphere that she's built. And then just like a second, do I move you? Like, um, I don't like oh, that's that was on that, that was on a re-release of the album. I wasn't counting that as part of it. Oh, oh, okay. That that must have been. Yeah, they, still, they like, stopped at eleven yeah. with blues for mama. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In that case, let me change my score. Like, cause okay, um, but I still like to feel like um, since I fell for you is like such a great, a good stopping point, especially the like the the if we're talking the thematic like territory of like this particular relationship. Any other lowlights, really? Like, um, not really. There aren't really any songs that stand out as a lowlight or anything. Um, just like I said, it took me a little bit uh, longer to like. Basically, that period of time was just like me getting like used to it and being like, okay, so this is what we're doing here. And once I was at mm-hmm. that point, I uh, was able to settle in a little bit more. Okay, let's get some highlights then. Highlight for me. Uh, yeah, we talked about My Man's Gone. Just, I just love the crescendo of it. Just like, Absolutely. you don't know that's happening. You don't know that it's happening, but like w- once it happens, it's like, it's like, un- it's like otherworldly. Um, it's so like, I saw, um, while I was uh, preparing for this, um, I saw a... Like, I came across an article that had a quote that I feel like explains my feelings about her music a lot. Um, it was, like, the pouring out through a voice as rich as fertile earth itself, the 12 songs on Le- on Nina Simone Sings the Blues feels like they weren't created, but rather have always existed, incubating beneath layers of soil until Simone decided she'd harvest them to share with the world. Like, I feel like... <sighs> Damn, wow. Yeah. That's cool. I really, like, feel like that, though. Like, uh, it, the she just sings these so naturally and, like, plays these songs so naturally that um, it like with what you were saying with the way that like it builds and it's so like subtle and like naturally a part of the song that like you don't even necessarily notice it at first but then like once you do notice it it's just like oh my fucking god this is beautiful like just the dynamics of this like um and like the way that her voice like does cut through that atmosphere like it's so good um and, like, it does feel like she is, like, realizing something that was always meant to be there. And, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really love this song. <laughs> yeah, like, some of these songs, like, um, some of these songs were written by other people or, like, you know, standards yeah. or whatever. But, but, uh, to what you were saying, if if you told me, like, oh, these were all written by Nina Simone, I'd be like, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, that is the way that it feels like uh, so some of these are like standards and like she performs throughout her career like a lot of songs that um she didn't necessarily write and uh songs that are covers from like a song from 20 years before or like a cover of a classic like 
folk standard or something like the way that she uh performs them it doesn't feel like a cover and it doesn't feel like she's trying to emulate anybody else like it just Mm -hmm. like if i heard two versions like a version that she created and then the original in most cases i would think that the uh original was actually the cover and uh yeah. like just because she makes everything like so her own and uh just adds um like such good dynamics to it and never like leans too heavily on like what was created in whatever version like it's basically like whenever she creates a version it's hers to do whatever she wants with it yeah, I, I, just the instrumental, this whole song just feels like the shroud of depression hugging you, uh, like the, with the thar- dark, lethargic piano is really great. It's great. What, that's my favorite on the record, for sure. 100%. Yeah, same. Hmm, what's, what's, uh, what's, another, what's, what's another one for you? Well, you kind of stole the one that I was going to talk about, but uh, my second highlight would uh probably be um backlash blues um yeah it's a great song yeah yeah it's just written really well again like that's not one that um she wrote i know that that one was uh langston hughes but it like you can just explode what that's that's like uh the end of a raisin in the sun of or does it explode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it just, like, took me a second to realize what you were doing. It's very there. funny. It just, like, it makes me laugh every time, like, some guy, someone, like, does a read of it, and, like, in the ends of that way. It's very funny. Um, it's a great book, <laughs> but, like, yeah. It is, yes. Another highlight, I love Real Real. Uh, so good. Uh, I love the organs and her otherworldly voice and just, like, the, the heavenly, wistful atmosphere she creates with the voice and with the instrumentals and the organs and the palpable drum patterns and percussion. And uh, it's just like, it, it hits on the central thing of her entire, you know, discography of just her search for freedom and her search for a life without fear. And she she's kind of like uh, feeling that with this person she loves, even though like, you know, as illustrated in like the, the later songs it's a it's an imperfect place to search for that freedom or an imp, like a not non-reliable place to like put your two feet like ground yourself in that freedom but like yeah it is that feeling of just like now that i love someone like everything's going to be okay i'm free so yeah i like it yeah yeah it's understand like even though that is a uh like not a safe place to look for that freedom it's understandable that she uh did end up there yeah uh any other yeah any other highlights stray observations or thoughts before we kind of conclude uh yes i have a stray observation um that is just quoting this line when i touch you do you quiver from your head down to your liver hmm Mm. <laughs> <laughs> from your head down to your liver <laughs> oh, oh. I, yeah we could just like go through lines we like i there's like there's, yeah like um it was hard that to like find more, a you know thing. that one was less i love this line and more what <laughs> but it's like it's evocative it kind of like makes you think about your liver Kesca and like fuck. stuff like that <laughs> I like I uh, I like the uh, I like uh, I do like day and night too or just like like I was talking about just like how it starts off as like an innocent love song or just like yeah if you love someone you pay them attention ladybird but then like um, it kind of gets more desperate and just like um, begging him to stay and like begging him not to leave and like um, you need him to satisfy your soul I, and I also I love the little male vocal starting to satisfy your soul. I love that. Like, that's, like, it feels very eerie and dark and, like, ominous. It does remind me, like, it kind of, like, you can kind of see, like, the, I, it might not be a sample, but it feels like, you know, something, like, kind of like a sample someone dropped in there. Yeah, that song voices... doesn't sound dark until you, like, analyze it closely, too. But Especially it... with the boing, 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 like, during the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, uh, say something like 
some somewhat depressing and uh all my friends left me <laughs> our world is going to shit <laughs> I just don't like harmonicas. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a particularly pleasant instrument to listen to, um, in general. So it's not my whole record of it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just the blues genre in general. That's not anything Nina Simone yeah. did. But I like the way that she utilizes the harmonica in that, like, it's a call and response type of thing in a lot of the album, mm. like. Mm. I think that that just um, works really well. And again, like I said, I like basically like a lot of my feelings on this album kind of uh, came down, like came back to the thing that I was saying before that like um, it doesn't like feel perfect in terms of like uh, the standard that she set for her music. And it feels like... Um, like, I don't know, it's just more of an okay, like, Nina Simone record, but as far as, like, in the blues genre, like, I feel like she really, like, mastered it, and it is, like, um, one of the, like, classics and everything, and it it is a perfect, like, blues album. Yeah, and also just, like, you know, artists should take risks like this and artists should Absolutely. just try things just to try them you know it's like i think that's like what are you doing if you're not like taking risks like that really yeah definitely that's like so many of like the issues that i have with like bands that i used to really like is just that they will um like they did something really cool back then, but they haven't done anything different since then. Like, every album is just trying to, um, like... And sometimes it might actually be something that, uh, if you examine it, it's closer, like, it's really good or something. But, like, for the most part, it just feels like they're just trying to do the same... Like, achieve the same thing that they got before instead of, like, branching out and just kind of diving into genres for fun and, um, like, doing something different with their music. It's just, like, the same thing over and over. I'll always respect, like, a noble failure over just, like, a straight across the plate, just lowest common denominator type of record. Absolutely. Like, Like if you're reaching for something and you don't quite achieve it, like, that is, like you said, a noble failure, but uh, if you are just trying to get on the radio again or, like, maintain your fans or um, do something just really, like, basic level and stuff, um, like, appeal to as many people as possible, like, that's boring. Like, mm-hmm. it, might, it might get you radio play. It might get you money. That's fucked up. But it's just so boring. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, Sean, uh, this is just a note for you. I'm talking to you directly, Sean, Sean Wilkinson, the person editing this right now. Um, to, to enhance the bit with like the, you know, me saying the, you know, making the sound effects during Ezra's depressing stuff, just like cut my, cut my audio out and literally just put sound effects in. And, like, just, you like, making sound effects during my depressing stuff. Isn't that, uh, every podcast? <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, yeah, that's I'm my depressed. That's, that's, and you're just like, I think we figured out our diamond. Let's get into final thoughts and ratings, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's really it. Ezra, you were kind of like going through it anyway. So like, let's let's start with you. Yeah, so a lot of my feelings uh, do kind of boil down to that. But um, ultimately, like, I see why it's a classic and I see why people love it so much. Like, I... Uh, even though I feel like she's done better work um, from what I know. I mean, I haven't, like I said, I haven't like sat down and intentionally listened to an album of hers besides this, but uh, like just surface level from the other stuff that I've heard, like I feel like there's another one, like there's something else that people could, could be highlighting, but uh, yeah, it's still understandable. It has like, its place among like uh, other classic works and um it's a really solid album yeah and yeah like i said she does the blues genre like so so well um she has like a good handle Mm -hmm. on it 
Yeah, so I will still... I have to find a um, metric to rate it on here because I forgot to do that. It was hard for me to find something too. Like it was like there's she doesn't do a specific thing really. Yeah, I'll go ahead and just do um, nine new blue jeans out of ten. Whoa! Wow! Nice. Yeah. Uh, Because ultimately, like Uh, even if it's not the best thing that she's done, like it. It deserves to at least be rated as high as some of the other things that I've rated nine on here. Mm. Not that, like, nobody should view all of our ratings as uh, consistent or within the same scale because some days I'll just <laughs> or be in a respect mood. them in any way or pay them any weight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I was kind of between like. On some metrics, I would rate this a 10. On other metrics, I would rate it like a 7. So I'll go ahead and give it a solid yeah. 9. Yeah. And also, like, um, it really depends on the artist and, like, what they're trying to go for. And, like, it seems like she was trying to go for d- doing blue standards, and she did it. She she did what she set out to do. I would I, call uh, this a noble success. What was, your, what was your, like, metric again? Like, uh, uh, New blue jeans. New blue jeans. Grand. Just because I like I, the way grand. that it sounds. <laughs> New blue jeans. I, I I do like that song, by the way. Like uh, sugar I, in my bowl. Like it's really good. Oh, that's not the one that I was talking about. Oh really? Oh. I uh, that's the line that from the House of the Rising Sun, uh, which okay. I love that song, and I didn't really get into it, but I uh, was expecting really not to like it because I've heard um, so many different versions, and I didn't necessarily expect it to be like any like doing anything different. Um, I really like a couple of the versions that I've heard, and so I wasn't necessarily expecting it to top that. Um, and I wouldn't say that it did, but I would say that it's, like, about the same level as the other versions that I really like. It's doing something entirely different, so, like, it would be in the top five covers of it, I would say. Like, probably Mm. top three, even. Like, it's... It's still really good, and, like, she brings kind of, like, a cool, I think, Barrel House Blues is what it's called, like, style to that, uh, where it's, like, a little bit more, like, loud and chaotic, and uh, it adds, like, a really cool perspective to the song. So, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, One last stray obsy is, I just love, I want a little sugar in my bowl. I think it's a great song. It uh, is. It's a very simple song. It's very simple, but it's just like, you know, she's mel- it's just melancholy yearning for like something so basic, really. And like, she's not even asking for that much. Just like, I want some sugar in my bowl. I want my steam in my steam in my jeans or whatever she says. <laughs> what the fuck? I really steamed my jeans. <laughs> also, stop that. You should have to <laughs> donate a dollar every time you say, like, cream your jeans. I, I, I made a difference. Jeans or it's whatever. different. Anything like that, you should have to donate money. Like, I don't care about you swearing, but I do care about that shit because it's a curse. I like that I'm the guy, I like that I'm the guy who, like, you know, is, like, very cautious when I'm, like, I don't want to, like, say the word sex, so I say doink. But also, like, I I like the crudest. I love that Josh went along with that (laughs) in the dedicated side of the episode. But, yeah, I love this song. Um, And, like, um... It's just like another quote of hers that like I just want to drop is just like sometimes my voice is like gravel sometimes my voice is like coffee and cream and like that's just a really um I just thought that was delightful and uh, yeah. also like this is this is a coffee and cream song uh yeah I think this is a I enjoyed this for the most part um I don't know if I'll necessarily revisit any of these songs except for um what's it called you know uh, my man's gone now and like maybe a few of them but like as a just top to bottom record i don't know if i'll necessarily revisit this you know i would love to get to like listen to more of her stuff and she's clearly a ve- she's a very fascinating and important artist uh, and i want to get to we might do some more later over over the course of the podcast um but i just i it wasn't quite what i was expecting or wanting um i, I it's, just, it's also just like the genre of blues I don't love necessarily. Um, I just don't find it as compelling of, of a genre. Um, and it, that could totally be on me. Like that might not be a fair criticism of it. But like um, it, do, like it does. It's like punk all over a, again. Yeah. I, yeah. But like um, 
some great songs in here. Great. I think this is a good, regardless of everything I said, I think this is a good introduction. Uh, her voice is incredible. Uh, she's an incredible performer, like very emotive and very raw and like um, haunted. Um, well, yeah, and, and the thing is, like, uh, on her live albums, like, she sounds just like she does on the other ones. Like, it doesn't really seem like they have to do much, if any, like, like voice modulation or anything. If I'm using the right words. I don't know words for music mm. things. Um, <laughs> but, like, it doesn't really seem I like think they that's right. have to do much work to, like, get her voice sounding the way that it does. She just naturally has, like, this booming but, like, soft, soulful voice. That's mm. why she's the high priestess of soul. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to give this a... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for I'm interrupting this... your ratings. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10 sproings. Yeah, like in the, 7 out... In the song. Wait, what? Like spring, 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 you know, in the... Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. So that was our rating of the record. But, you know, if we're wrong... You know, meet us at meet us at three o'clock and beat us up. I guess. Um, like, yeah, honestly, in, I feel like school. I rated it higher than like I like because I'm kind of settling on eight in my head, but I said nine, so now I'm stuck with it because I'm not gonna go back. You could like put like an eight or nine. You know? Yeah, I mean, I or would probably. 5. I don't do point systems. I think I've done it once, <laughs> but I don't like it. I've done it once, and it's come back to haunt me ever since. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I probably would uh, rate it at eight, just because of, like, thinking about some of the, like, things that you said. Like, you know, I I don't think that I would really necessarily revisit stuff from this. Like, if it plays while I'm, like, shuffling her music, then so be it. But, like, most of this, it's not like I would like save the song and constantly come back to it and the album as a whole i don't really feel the need to like sit down and listen to again unless i'm like talking about it again for something like this yeah i would probably settle on an eight but i also uh might like i don't know if i actually want to leave it in there like because i like being decisive and not coming back and changing my ratings we could like we could like uh kind of like just uh uh, poorly edit like I'm gonna give it a eight new blue jeans and I'm confident I know what like yeah here I'll give it like a nice uh clean speaking of just the number so that that could be edited back into yeah. it eight okay there we go <laughs> <laughs> what it be do funny what you want with that, that Sean I don't <laughs> care if you leave that in or if you edit it like I said or anything like do what you will. Uh, so yeah, let's get into our. Uh, <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did. Play list. All right. So uh, I can go first this week. I'm gonna pick. Um, so uh, Nina Simone, like trendsetter, really, um, and like was playing with genre too a lot. And um, I'm gonna pick someone. I'm also going to pick, like, a real trailblazer. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Fast Car by uh, Tracy Chapman. Click. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before, so your arm felt nice, wrapped around my shoulder. And I you got a fast car. I got tickets anywhere. Did a king in store. It's um i didn't do it justice at all but like um this is a beautiful song it's just like about like you know first of all it's a black woman a black queer woman singing a country song like a wholly original country song so and like in like the 80s or whatever or whenever this was released um so just like just the fact that she like made the song with such high acclaim and it's just completely heartbreaking and beautiful and the composition is so original and unique and uh it's just like a heartbreaking song about poverty and like dreaming about a life better than you're living right now and it really makes me like emotional and like uh i just think this is a just just a top tier song and like in general so that's my pick nice so i that's what you say about every song 
<laughs> like regardless of <laughs> well a lot of times i don't know the song so i'm just saying nice you don't know um, this one? Oh, you would you, I, no you, i you, i you do know this, this one but i'm saying a lot okay. of times <laughs> like, i don't know the song so i'm just saying okay nice. okay got it got it got it because <laughs> um, otherwise it's just weirdly silent or i cut you off or whatever number of things yeah so i think that it's like there really aren't uh it, like so many people draw influence from Nina Simone, but nobody really, like, compares to her. Mm-hmm. So I, okay. uh, like, in that spirit, um, chose a song by Nina Simone. Um, this is not one that she wrote, but uh, it's, like, a cover of a song that was written specifically, like, for a thing. Um, so I'm choosing Wild is the Wind. Ooh, click. Don't you know your life itself? Like a leaf clings to a tree. So, yeah, like, I feel like we said a lot of my uh, feelings on this earlier about, um, how she really, like, commands a space and, like, makes a song, like, her own. Um, Like, it doesn't really matter if she wrote it or not. Like, it is a Nina Simone song. (laughs) If I, again, if I listened to this in the original, I'd probably assume that uh, this was the original. Um, it, It, like, she just puts entirely, like, her own spin on it. She, um, adds, like, so much emotion it's like slowed down like a lot more somber but actually done well because i feel like a lot of people do that um a lot of people do that and they don't really um have much reason to do it uh it's just because i like slow songs better but she actually like had such like emotion and like feelings of loss that she brought up with it uh it has like its own complex like piano arrangement i don't really like i'm not a high level piano player so i don't know if it was actually complex but it sounded like it um it was just (laughs) really really beautiful and uh it is definitely one of her uh classic pieces and um i if i want a good cry then i will listen to that song Mm. all right so uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Ezra is back for this foreseeable future. Uh, so like, um, yeah, like we're You're we're stuck happy with to me, like bitches. <laughs> we're we're like uh, we're j- I'm like um, and I'll say this about like you know us kind of like taking like little times off or whatever of just like we're gonna we're gonna try as do as many like unless there's like a real like emergency where we have to do where where, where like one of us has to like kind of be off for a little while. Uh, we're gonna try and like you know keep this cons- as consistent as possible. We're gonna try and like do the majority of the episodes like together. Um, because as fun as like the experiment nope. was, um... I'm gonna kick you off for Pride Month. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, but like as fun as like you know doing like um, episodes separately was, and just as cool as the experiment was, I just I just find that like you know. The show operates at its best when it's like you and us and me, I guess, like kind of like together. Yeah, uh, we have set a standard on the dynamic and it's weird when that changes. Um, It's Ezra says something depressing and then I just like go just like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, And if you only have one part of that, either it's a very depressing episode or it's just like seven layers of irony dip. (laughs) <laughs> that's something i said at one point okay <laughs> it is i think that was in uh the um second todrick hall episode the house party oh, part yeah. one <laughs> throwback oh, um uh, okay <laughs> so but, yeah that's our yeah, dynamic also i get a lot of anxiety doing episodes by myself because uh there are a lot of things to remember with like recording an episode um, editing an episode, releasing it, like doing all of the social media stuff. And so it's a lot easier if that's split or if it's on Andrew, because like I've said before, he does 90% of the work here. Uh, so yes, you can follow us um, at IBMTLTT on Instagram and Facebook. 
Uh, you can follow me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Ezra on Instagram at Ezra.Indigo. You can email us at I've been mean to listen to that at gmail.com or check out the website at IBMTLTT.com. Um, and uh, also try maybe... the uh, mm. sandwich that we talked about. Wait, no, never mind. That was a recent <laughs> episode. <laughs> it was recently no, released I... as of recording this, but yeah. <laughs> I might like I might like make a like uh, make a video of me trying to make that sandwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be great. Please do. Yeah. Bonus yeah, yeah. content. Um, yeah. Um, like an hour long episode. Um, so uh, thank you so much, everybody. I guess we'll conclude with a closing sentiment from me. <laughs> Way Miel says it. <laughs> like it's like stuck in my head. Okay. So here we go. Nina's okay, some... here we go. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Nina, Nina Simone. Simone. More like, like Nina. Nina More Sim- like Nina Simone. No. Oh, that was that was, Yeah, it was not good. Why? <laughs> Wait, let's try it again. Let's 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 do another like let's do another take. Okay, so here we go. Three, two, one Nina, Nina Simone. Simone more, more like, like Nina, Nina Simone. 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 No. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. I, I I've done a full 180, and that was great. <laughs> that was great. It was I good. It. Yeah, it's great. So that covers our episode of Nina Simone sings the blues by Thanks, Nina everybody. Simone, where she sings the blues. She sings the blues. By Nina Simone <laughs> singing the blues. You're go- you're putting yourself in like a time circuit. So stop. <laughs> okay. Have a good day. Click. <laughs>